1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C A R M A N. I'm going to get it back into it because I have to. I saw, now I didn't hear in the update from Marco. I think we'll hear from uh, Erica Herskowitz at the bottom of the hour, more than likely, more than likely. Uh, Nick, come in here for a second. I brought this up with, with Pierno at the beginning of the show, and i got to bring this up with you now. Let me give you some news, everybody. The record has been broken. Joey Chestnut eats 75 hot dogs.
3: 75? This? Wow. He
1: ate 75 hot dogs in the Nathan's Fourth of July hot dog eating contest. Congratulations. What a freak.
3: Makes me sick just thinking about it.
1: Like, I know Joey – I'm sure – listen, I'm sure Joey Chestnut is a good guy. And by the way, I'm still seeing on this this screen here, Joey Chestnut's at 37. Badlands Booker is still in this. Who else is still in this? How many of these guys – like, Badlands Booker has been in hot dog eating since I was a small child. This guy's just looking for a free dinner anymore. Like, these are still some of the same names that I saw when I was younger. I just, ah. Listen, I, I, I know that everybody says they like it. And I know that I'm supposed to love everything American. I am totally turned off and disgusted by this. I am totally turned off and disgusted by the hot dog eating contest. I think it's the grossest thing I've ever seen. And, Nick, you've never seen me, and we've never met, and you may never see me. I said this at the beginning of the show, and I'll say it again. I'm a colossal fat ass, very large,
3: I'm right very th- large. I'm right there with you.
1: Well, I do, I do plenty of things to make sure that, listen, I'm not going to help you out. Fat jokes are the easiest jokes to make in all of the history of jokes. They really are. It is not hard to make a fat joke. That's why I get so upset when somebody makes a bad fat joke, because they're not hard to make jokes. It's not hard to make a good fat joke. And I've heard them all, and I've thought about them before you even have. And I go through great lengths to make sure that you have to work hard to get a good fat joke in. I'm not going to work out and lose weight. That's not going to happen. But I I try to cover myself up. I try to dress humbly. I do not wear a shirt in the pool, but I wear a shirt to the pool. When I get in the pool, I'm not going to take my I'm not going to put my shirt on or leave my shirt on. I'm certainly going to take it off, but I'm not going to be hanging out by the pool with my gut out, my big greasy boiler for everybody to see. That's not going to happen because I don't want to disgust you, and I really don't want to disgust myself, because in my mind, you may not even think twice about me, it's just another fat guy, there's plenty of fat guys here in America, maybe you don't necessarily see what I'm seeing, but what I see disgusts me. Now again, I'm not going to go through all the rigmarole of actually changing that, but I don't want to disgust you. So when I go to the pool, I leave my shirt on. When it's time to take off the shirt to go into the pool, I take off my shirt and go into the pool because I'm not going to leave my shirt on because, again, I might as well just have a megaphone and tell everybody that I'm a giant fat ass and I'm in the pool. If you have to wear one for health reasons or whatever or a kid, fine, go ahead and do it. But me, I'm just a fatty. I'm not going to wear wear the shirt in the pool. When I get back out of the pool, I'm going to cover up. But I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like buffets. I think buffets are gross, and I'm not going to go to a buffet because when they see Big Fatty at a buffet, they're going to think one thing and one reason why I'm there at a buffet. Not to enjoy the food, but I'm just going to gorge myself on it. And the whole thing is nasty. Food in sex are supposed to be enjoyed, and they're supposed to be underlined enjoyed. I'm not going to make sex into my profession, that's why I wouldn't be a porn star, and I'm not going to make food into my profession, that's why I would never eat to this degree, because I do, for what everybody says, which I know, I look like every food crazed maniac out there, I actually enjoy it, I enjoy the taste of food, I enjoy certain foods, I enjoy going to a fine restaurant as much as I enjoy going to a KFC, I like the taste of food, I enjoy it. I got three sons, so you know I enjoy something else. And those things, separately, are wonderful things. And I don't want to turn either one of them into an occupation. So I'm sure Joey Chestnut, who is in much better shape than me, has done very well for himself. Congratulations, he's found a way to stake out from everybody else. I just can't imagine my great-great-grandchildren looking up and saying, my great-great-grandfather ate 75 hot dogs at a hot dog contest once on the 4th of July. And if that's what it is, if that's what you're impressed by, then far be it for me to tell you not to be impressed by it. I love America, folks. As ugly as this year has been, I love this country. I believe this country can do great things again, and I believe they will do. We will do great things again. And there's a lot of things that I'm not cynical about. I know we have our problems just like every other country out there. And as long as we have an open dialogue and try to fix those problems, we'll continue to be the best country out there. But, yes, we have our faults. And I still like the apple pie, and I still miss baseball, even though they really pissed me off earlier this summer. And I do miss baseball and professional sports, and I love that we have our freedoms, and we talk about our freedoms, and I love that we have open dialogues about the lack thereof in those rights, in the life and liberty, in our pursuit of happiness that we get. And I love fireworks, and I love the 4th of July. It's probably my favorite holiday. I like explosions. I love freedom. I like being loud, and I love to brag. And those things are right there in the 4th of July, aren't they? But I hate the hot dog eating contest. Some guy standing there Dipping hot dogs in water and dipping buns in water and jamming them down his gullet doesn't get me excited at all. I know a freak show when I see it. And when I went to the Stark County Fair when I was a kid, you paid a dollar to go see Gabor the Gorilla Girl, which was just some guy in a gorilla suit. And he changed his face, and then he would break the the cell down and would go chasing the kids out of the tent and be fun. But a freak show is a freak show nonetheless. And to call this freak show a sport, well, congratulations. If this freak show is a sport, I love NASCAR. I don't want to hear any of you guys calling in about NASCAR. For me to sit here on my fat ass and eat a bunch of food and say that that's a sport, that's a pretty strong stretch, don't you think? But congratulations to him. He's also not a fat ass, and he's able to gorge himself on hot dogs in a record amount of time that everybody seems to be impressed with one time a year. Good enough for you, Nick?
3: I'm sorry, I was screening a call. What were you saying?
1: That's fine. Don't even worry about it.
3: Uh, Don't even worry about it. Eight five
1: five two one two four cbs Do we have people who want to defend the hot dog eating contest? Is that, is that what's going on, Nick?
3: No, you still got people that want to talk about the Redskins.
1: Okay, we'll talk about the Redskins. Ugh. It's just gross. It is just gross. Have another hot dog. He had 75 of them. Dipping them in water. How could you? We got Weed and Bread and Heat. They both ate 22. Badlands Booker has 11. Again, that guy's been in this since I was a kid. He's just looking for free dinner anymore. Look at him. Congratulations. What a legacy you've left behind. Is Ed Cookie Jarvis still in this? What did your grandfather do? Well, my great-great-grandfather stormed the beaches of Iwo Jima. What did your great-grandfather do? He stuffed a bunch of hot dogs down his throat on the 4th of July. What did your grandfather do? Oh, he had two missions in Afghanistan. He did two tours of duty in Afghanistan. What did your grandfather do? He was one of the guys that were on stage with Joey Chestnut. He didn't win. He just jammed a bunch of hot dogs down his throat, and nobody knew him other than a freak show. He didn't even get to hold the belt like the chief freak show did. What a legacy. Let's go to the phones. (laughs) Brady in Ontario, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Do we have Brady? Did I lose you there?
2: Oh, no. yeah, I'm here. And happy Go Fourth ahead. Of, happy 4th of July, Ken. And I guess uh, congratulations to uh, Joey Chestnut for uh, wolfing down 75 hot dogs, although that is pretty disgusting when you stop to think about it. And I'm about ready to uh, have a birthday on Monday. So, But anyway, I think it would be great if uh, Washington changed the name of its football team uh, to maybe the Presidents or the Supremes, both of which are uh, – uh, branches of the U.S. government. And, well, the Cleveland Spiders, the actual Cleveland Spiders baseball team, uh, was 20 and 134 in the uh, uh, 1899. It was the last year of the, uh, well, not last year of the National League, but a couple of years before the, the American League started. So I don't think you want to name the uh, Cleveland, and rename them after uh, such a horrible team. Maybe you could call them the Cleveland Lakers or the Cleveland Eries, you know, signifying something about Lake Erie. But uh, anyway, thanks for putting me on, Ken. And again, happy 4th of July.
1: Thank you very much, Brady. Brady in Ontario. There's a couple of thoughts there. Again, I'm just not as big on the Spiders as what a lot of other people are. Guardians I'm okay with here in Cleveland. A couple of other names I'm fine with. If they want to change a name, change a name. And I'm not going to sit there and, and keep my son from going to professional baseball over at Progressive Field, which is a beautiful stadium in Major League Baseball. Still 20 years later, looks like they just opened the place up. They've done an incredible job maintaining that place. The Indians organization does deserve a lot of credit for that. It's a great family-friendly atmosphere, and I say that as a totally unpaid testimonial. They do a terrific job for kids, and they do a terrific job for families, and I don't think that I'm going to sit there like a stick in the mud just because they changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians and say, I'm not taking my sons to go see Major League Baseball with probably pretty decent seats at a pretty affordable price because I'm mad because they changed the name. The same reason I I just made fun of people for what I was just saying about the whole hot dog eating contest. Why can't we go to the baseball game, Dad? Well, because they changed the name, and I'm mad about that. Okay. Get the Ben in Green Bay. Ben, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Ben, do we have you? Oh, Scott. Go ahead, Scott.
0: Hey, Kenny. I know uh, being a Clevelander such as yourself, I've got the name for our beloved Indians, our great mayor, Frank Jackson, decided to call Cleveland the butthole of the world. Oh my So let's gosh. call him the Cleveland butthole.
2: Before you
1: accept you have to dump that this. idea, you have to dump think- this, Nick. Thank you. I don't think we're allowed to say that on the radio. Nick, did you get that? We move on. Do we have Chen in Alabama? Chen, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio Go. Are we able to get the Chen? Chen, you there? All right, let's go. Is Chen there? Chen? Yeah. Do you hear me? I'm looking forward to this call. We're struggling to get to you. Go right on ahead.
2: It's the Cleveland Battle Corgis. The who? Battle Corgis. C O R G I S. The small dog. You would have
1: the real dog pound. You would skew toward the younger generation that likes corgis because the average baseball fan is like 57. You'd move a ton of merch. Battle corgi. All right, Chen. thank you very much for the call. Thank you very much. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. I ask and I shall receive. I ask and I receive. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, top five, we'll take your calls. What should the Redskins change their name to? What should the Indians change their name to? And, yes, Baker Mayfield should have taken this as a message for his good and for his franchise's own good. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio. It is time. It is time for the top five. And Nick hit it out of the park with the top five today. Top five tomorrow is going to be a hell of a time. Now, I want to get to the calls coming up in a bit, I promise. 855 2124 cbs But, Nick, tell America what the top five topic was today. What did you pick?
3: Okay, the top five topic today is top five Fourth of July songs, or if you rather, top five American patriotic songs.
1: Now, this was a little difficult. I, I You gotta leave, it's the same thing as college football rivalries. Like, I feel the Star Spangled Banner should be put separately. Like, Army-Navy should be separate. Because, like, Army-Navy's a special thing, right? Like, when I look at college foot, when I brought up the college football rivalries earlier in the show, it's... Alabama-Auburn, Ohio State-Michigan, those. And then in a separate category, because it just means more, is Army-Navy. Well, I think in a separate category, it should still be the Star-Spangled Banner, right? Can I I count that one as a different one and, and leave that off this list? That works. Okay. It's probably on your list, and if it's on your list, that's fine. Nick, tell America, in ascending order, from five to one, your top five most patriotic songs.
3: All right, um, I'm going to start with R-O-C-K in the USA by John Mellencamp.
1: Oh, ho, 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 ho. you're off to a hell of a start, my friend. Continue.
3: Okay, number four, I'm going to go with American Girl by Tom Petty.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Are, are you feeling that one?
1: You actually hit one of my top five.
3: Okay, I'm glad we All have right. that one in common. Go ahead. All right, the next one we're going to is... God bless the USA by Lee Green- Greenwood. Okay. And now we're getting to the nitty gritty, and I'm going to go with um, uh, one of your favorites. I think that we were talking about earlier. Okay. We'll go with a uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <Okay>. Born <laughs> you know, in the his- USA. Born in the USA.
1: Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Nick, that, I, I didn't put that in my top – it's a great song, but I can't put that in the top five. Why is that? Okay, no, what number was that for you?
3: That was my number two.
1: That was your number two. Okay, I'll tell you what. What's number one?
3: Uh, American Pie.
1: By Don McClain? Yep. Okay. So that that's a pretty decent top five. The only thing that's different is that I can't – I can't really say that – Born in the USA is not a real song about, like, patriotism. Like, you got to look into the history of that song. Yeah. You end up like a dog that's been beat too much until you spend half your life just covering up. Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Born in the USA.
3: So are you telling me I should reconsider?
1: Well, I'm just saying it's not that patriotic of a song. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it, come back home to the refinery. Hire, well, was he said? Manager says, son, if it was up to me.
3: Yeah. For me, I was just going with maybe a little bit less with the patriotic and a little more just, you know, I about guess America. pop culture, America songs. When you think about. American oh, songs. Okay. All right. So, All right, Nick. Okay. All right. Floor is yours.
1: Top five. Number one, America bleep. Yeah. Team America, world police. Self-explanatory, correct? Correct, 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 correct. Number four, ragged old flag, Johnny Cash. 74? Maybe it was earlier. Number three, this is where Nick and I were on the same page, American Girl, Tom Petty. love America, love girls, love Tom Petty. Hits all the food groups. It's fantastic. Okay, number two. And I struggled to put this one on there because I, I really wanted recording artists, but it's just so good of a song. I love Anchors Away. I think it's such a great tune. The, the, when they really strike up the band, they really get the whole thing going. The Navy band gets it going. I think it's fantastic. I, I like it. I just – I like it. You know, you, they use it with the Navy. They use it with the with the Marines. It's, it's just it's a good song, okay? And I really, really like it. It's one of my top five favorite fight songs in college football, which I know, again, number one is Rocky Top, and people say Rocky Top isn't a fight song. I don't care. It, they, they play the hell out of it. It's your fight song. To me, it's your fight song, all right? So I put Anchors Away up there at number two. Number one, 100%, without a doubt, with a bullet, number one, Living in America, James Brown. Uplifting song. Fun song, they play it in Rocky, the whole thing, love the music, love James Brown, Living in America, James Brown, number one overall.
3: That's a pretty good list.
1: All right. Now you can drop, because let me explain some things here. You can drop the music if you want to there, uh, uh, Nick. The reason why there was a song left off, you put Lee, Lee Greenwood in there in one of your top five, right? Yep. God Bless the USA.
3: Yep.
1: Can you name me another song that Lee Greenwood sings other than that song? No, I cannot. Can we look at this now? When was that song made? When did Lee Greenwood sing that song?
3: Uh, Let me check on that.
1: I mean, I really feel (sighs) it's a good song. I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's a good song. But I start to think more about who sang it. And what other song does Lee Greenwood have other than that song? Now, it's a good song, and maybe I shouldn't go after him for being a one-hit wonder. 855-212-4CBS. And that would be 1984.
3: 1984.
1: And you remember the video, and he's there at the picnic table, and the whole family's there. For whatever reason, he looks like a father who's angry with the entire family, screaming, God bless America, you know, the whole thing, God bless the USA. And he just looks like he's mad, like he's got problems with people in his family because he's like presiding over the table. The whole table's like, yeah, let's sing the song. And they're all singing it. And I'm thinking, what other song did you sing, Lee? And the more I've thought about it over the years, the more I've kind of thought that he kind of cheated, did he not? Yeah. Like How many one-hit wonders are out there that we don't remember? A There's lot. plenty of them. We will always remember Lee Greenwood for this song. The song, God Bless the USA, is that, that shooting fish in a barrel. Like you're gonna get guys like Ken Carmen to love you because of that song, proud of being American. If if tomorrow all the things were gone, I worked all my life, I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today because the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Boom into the song. I mean, it's 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 shooting fish in a barrel. Ken Carmen in Canton, Ohio, is always gonna love that song, and, and some guy. In Decatur, Illinois, is going to love that song. From Sea to Shining Sea, they're going to love that song. And it's like, what other song did you sing, Lee? What other song did you sing? And I'm glad he owns it. I'm glad he's not like Great White who hated their song or or, Cher- or Warrant with the song Cherry Pie, which there's plenty of other good Warrant songs by, that, that they've made, but everybody remembers Cherry Pie, and they didn't like to sing that song over and over. But they But he's embraced it. That's perfectly fine for Lee Greenwood to embrace that song. But it just, I'm like, where's everything else? Where are we getting everything else from, Lee? I want to leave you out of there. I feel like you hit a cheat code on there. Come up with a good, catchy melody that's about America, and you're going to get a whole bunch out of it. That's what I feel Lee Greenwood did. 855 4 cbs Greg in Tennessee. Greg, if you're there, you're still up on CBS Sports Radio. Go.
4: Yes, sir. Good afternoon.
1: Greg, let me ask you a question before we get going with this. Yes. Am I putting too much thought into Lee Greenwood's song "God Bless the USA"?
4: Oh no! I, I tell you, I, I haven't. I can't think of anything else that he's ever had. Yeah, I'm sure he may have, but I just don't know what they would be. <laughs>
1: I, I can't. I'm sure he has other songs, but if right. I were, to, if my wife were to put a gun on my face like this was Goodfellas and told me to, told me to name another song, I'm not gonna be able to name another song, Greg. It's
4: well, not I understand happen. that. Well, of course, me being from Tennessee, I heard you say "Rocky Top." Outlast, when I heard you say that. I would pick one from a group that is from Tennessee, which is the Charlie Daniels Band, and pick their song "In America." Have you ever heard that one?
1: Yes, I have because I have I have the cassette tape of Charlie Daniels' country super hits, and I believe that "In America" is in that.
4: Oh, that's a good one. Yes, because <laughs> you never did think that it ever would happen again in, in America, America, did you? <laughs> Go ahead, so Greg. do you think that, that guy Chestnut, is, is he in that division of the uh, hot dog eaters, is he in the upchuck division?
1: He is, he is in the Babe Ruth of, of, of that division. I mean, come on, Greg. <laughs> I mean, let's get serious. This is Sports Talk Radio on July 4th. Let's get serious about this call for a second, Greg. I'm okay.
4: Told. Well, you Greg. know what the Redskins should change their name to? Here it comes. What? Well, it's easier to change if you have the same number of letters in the word. Just the first three letters of the word, Redskins, change it to Pigskins. You're the
1: second guy who brought up pigskins today.
4: You're oh, the sorry. second
1: one. <laughs> well, Greg, not everybody can name it. Pig. I just think pigskins is a little bit too it, too general, don't
4: you? Well, yeah, I could say pale face haters if they wanted to. That'd be still oh, referring geez. to an Indian.
1: You can't say that, Greg. Greg, thank you very much for the call. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Let me get the J in Lakeshore. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, there, Jay. Do we got Jay?
4: Hey, yeah. What's up? Thank you for taking my call. Love the show. Happy holidays, everybody.
1: Same to you, Jay. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I have one to talk on sports. Can I talk sports real quick?
1: You go ahead and say whatever you want to say. It's the Fourth of July.
4: All right, cool. Now this Billichek and Capnuna. I think this might be pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? And like, all right, it might be funny, but it is funny they think Coach Belichick might start wearing some of them Cam Milder hats and try some on? because I think he might look good in some of them, actually.
1: It, it, listen, it'll be a cold day. <laughs> <at Belichick. laughs> if they, if okay, you know what? If they win the Super Bowl this now even Bill Belichick wouldn't even do that because I'm sitting there going, you know it would be a great thing if he goes, listen, you win. we win the Super Bowl this year, you can dress me up for the postgame press conference. But I don't think Belichick would even agree to something like that. He'd look much better than <laughs> what he looks like right now. Everybody rips on Cam Newton just because they can't pull off what he wears. Like some of that stuff oh, no, is like no, no,
4: the- I ain't ripping him on nothing like that. No, he's do to be dressing pretty fly, you know what I mean? Everybody can't pull it off, you know. But exactly. I was just thinking, you know, like Coach Belichick might look pretty good like in, like in some of those Cam Newton has, like if he like like one or two of them or three so or four So many
1: people. I'm glad you brought this up. Thank <laughs> you so much. And, Jay, I got I to run, and I thank you very much for the call. And happy fourth to you. People bring that up about Cam Newton and, oh, my God, it's post-game press conference wardrobes. You're just jealous because you can't pull that off. Listen, I'm not a flashy dresser. I'm not a big-time flashy guy. But if I had Cam Newton's frame, if I look like Cam Newton, maybe I'd try a couple of different things. You see him in those workout videos. The guy looks like he was chiseled out of marble. If I look like Cam Newton, yeah, I'd probably try a couple of those things on. There's a couple times where he's gone for the gusto and he looks a little silly. And there's been more than a couple of times that, yes, he's looked like Joker from Batman. But there's been a couple of times to go, I wish I could wear that hat. I wish I could wear those shoes. I wish I could get away with wearing that suit. I wish I could do that. I can't because I'm not Cam Newton and I don't have his frame. So I have to stick to kind of, if I really want to dress up, Colonel Sanders, Walter Subcheck, somewhere in there. Chris Farley, somewhere in there. 855-2124-CBS. Speaking of Belichick, no, he's not a sorcerer. And I'm rooting for him this year, and there's one specific, very agitating reason why where I wish I didn't have to, but I am. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855 Speak now forever, hold your peace. I think we got Pony coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern. Great. That's a treat for everybody on America's birthday. Eight five five two one two four cbs I got a couple of things I got to clean up, and then I'm going to get into the Bill Belichick stuff. Plus, I got a phone calls, so I, I might hold off to Belichick until tomorrow because I want to get to Eric and Mark and, and Super Ross today coming up here during this segment. A couple of things. One, somebody said to me, Nick, you ready for this? Somebody tweeted to me that Lee Greenwood is from Canada.
3: Really? Did and not I. Know that. S-
1: I said, I don't believe that. According to Wikipedia, and we know that Wikipedia always tells the truth, of he course. is from Southgate, California. He's from Southgate, California. There's nothing here about him being Canadian. And let me admit something here, because anytime you mention – this is what's great about music. Anytime you mention a musical artist, if you say you hate them, somebody is going to get viscerally angry at you and try to, like, stab you in the chest over it, like Arne Anderson scissors style. They will try to do that to you. Like, I've had somebody call my boss to complain and want me fired because I said I didn't like Rascal Flatts. True story. True story. I just think I wish Lee Greenwood had another song. That's the only thing I'm saying. And I read this where he says he founded his first band, the Apollos, in 1962. And which changed its name later to the Lee Greenwood Affair, played mostly pop music and appeared mostly in casinos in Las Vegas, Nevada. A few records were recorded in Los Angeles with the Paramount label. After the band broke up in the 1970s, Greenwood moved back to Las Vegas where he worked as a blackjack dealer during the day and as a singer at night. He's well known for his meet and greets at Hy-Vee grocery stores. That's Lee Greenwood. He's 77 years old now. Born on October 27, 1942. Now, I'll say this. I ripped Lee Greenwood just like I ripped basically everything else. I ripped Joey Chestnut at the beginning of the show. More people are going to remember Joey Chestnut than remember Kenny Carmen. More people are going to remember Lee Greenwood than remember me. I'm punching up. Trust me. So all you Lee Greenwood fans out there, I hate to tell you, if you can tell me another song, it'll be the first other song I ever heard of out of him. But he was not on my top five. Born in the USA was also not on my top five. My top five songs, Living in America, Anchors Away, Ragged Old Flag by uh, Johnny Cash. Actually, that was fourth. American Girl was third. And America Bleep, yeah, was number uh, number five. Also, I had a message from one of the people in Warrant, which was – and I thank him very much for listening to the show on this on this 4th of July. I mean that. When their – when Janie Lane passed away, which is sad, but when he said – when I saw the VH1 interview that he said he hated the song Cherry Pie – and maybe he was in a different state at that time, I understand. you know, Personally, for him, I know it was maybe a bad time. I'm not trying to recklessly speculate whatsoever. It's like, nah, man. At least you're known for something. At least you're known for something good. Like, that's a good song. People like Cherry Pie. People like that song. And they made plenty of other good songs with Warrant. They made plenty of other good songs. If you like that, if you are just having a foray into that, There is nothing, and I mean this, there is so much, and nothing like it, so much nice fun, guilty pleasure fun when it comes to some of the 80s rock that was out there, and so many good songs that maybe some people might not want to admit, but they should admit because they were great songs, including a lot of what Warrant did. I mean, they were fantastic. And I say that without anybody, I won't care who's listening. I mean that sincerely. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, back to the sports, back to the Redskins. Maybe I'll get to Belichick here coming up momentarily. Eric in Washington, D.C., you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Eric is not there. Mark in Buffalo, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go.
0: Okay, uh, thanks for taking my call first, and happy 4th of July. Um, I have one that's called Coming to America. I believe it's by Neil Diamond. Uh, and the most most catchy phrase in that one is, uh, Coming to America. Every time that flag's unfurled, we come to America.
1: One by one, they're coming to America. That's a great song. They actually used the hook on one of the local uh, car dealerships uh around my area when i was a kid growing up i can't say the name of the place because i don't want to give it in trouble because i know they definitely weren't using that music license anyway mark continue what do you what else did you want to say was it just the music mark thank you very much for the call moving on super russ today i hope i'm saying that right you're next up on or you're next up on cbs sports radio he's live from detroit go ahead
0: hey what's going on uh, happy holiday to you and um You know, have a lot of fun along with the family and friends and everybody be safe and stay free from the virus. Now, I wanted to talk NFL and NBA, but before I go there, I want to name off three songs real quick. We are the world because um, we are the world because America is all around the world. Also, I would say James Brown coming to America. And then after that, the boss. Born in the USA, yeah. How? But three. it's
1: not—it's not a patriotic song. He says it's not a patriotic song, Rupert, Rupert Super Ross today. He doesn't—he says it it's is. not. He, but he says it's not. Well, it, I mean, technically, it's about life in America. So I mean, it's all up to the interpretation of the listener. So I guess you got me on that. But I don't know if right. it's about fist pumping America, going down the highway, or anything like that. I don't think that's what he's doing.
0: Well, it's his voice. And and it's the way that the music messes with his voice and it, it, it really brings out a lot of good spirit in you. You know what I'm saying? So you, you can't deny his voice. Now well, yeah, but what's
1: these. the med- but but super raw, what is the message behind it? Because if I did the same thing and I just said, I'm sorry, but your dog just died I am sorry, but your dog just died and your kids are gonna be very sad because their favorite dog just died. Like I got to listen to the mu- the message in the music. It's a catchy tune, but their dog just died.
0: Well, bro, bro, the message is he was born in the USA, and a lot of things, a lot of good things come with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All right,
1: know. fine. I tried. So, so go, ahead. Go. go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. So here we go. Uh, NBA, no, let's go with NFL first. I am V one. I am V one that masterminded, that pretty much came, with, came up with the concept first, changed the Lions' name, changed the color scheme. Uh, change the, the emblem, change this, change that. I was the first one to do that. Now you want to do that?
1: You want to change yes. that
0: whole thing? Yes, Why? I want to change. I want to change it up. Now here's the thing: first, change the color scheme, change the alliance emblem, and then maybe yeah, change the name as well. Because here's the thing: every little bit I think can help. And if that doesn't work, you always can change it back. Whatever you know, you always can change back. But here's the thing. If you have an organization that is that is not doing well, and it may be some type of uh, spiritual hinky jinky stuff, who knows? Okay. Give it a try to see to see if it works. Because who knows? They say a lot of things do happen in the sports world that are unnatural, supernatural. I seen this one film yesterday where it looks like a, a spirit knocked the basketball into the rim. A couple of highlights. It was just ridiculous on how it defied the laws of physics. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The bottom line would be, yes, change the emblem, change the color, and then if the Tigers want to do that, I think the Tigers and the Pistons change up some things, and then the last thing would be change the name. But change the color change the color right. scheme, change the emblem, and, 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 yeah, that was me. So you can ask anybody over at 97-1 the ticket, well, who was the first person saying that? Super right. day. That would All be right. me. Now – Going to the NBA. Matt, look for Magic Johnson to be a part of the Pistons organization. Look for Magic Johnson to be a part of the Pistons oh, organization. Oh, you don't and want also, that, do you? do
1: you? You don't want that. Oh.
0: Listen, what did he do for the Lakers? The Lakers are looking incredible what? right now. What do you he mean, put them on did that he do trajectory. For the
1: Lakers? He, what did he do for the Lakers?
0: He put what them he on that trajectory. He put them He put them where they were they going to be beat. in the atmosphere,
1: and that's By where they're what? at.
0: Above people.
1: How? How? because wow, LeBron went there? That's the only reason no, no, no. he put them on the trajectory is because LeBron James went to that organization.
0: Okay, Magic Johnson can bring another LeBron to the Pistons. You you could have brought LeBron to the
1: Lakers. You could have brought LeBron to the Lakers if you or I, Super Ross today, if you or or I go to to Los Angeles two years ago and beg LeBron to come to the Lakers, you or I could have got him to go to the Lakers. He didn't just pick the Lakers because of Magic. He might have said it, but he picked the Lakers because it's the Lakers. They're in Los Angeles. It's his brand. (laughs) He's building his brand.
0: I don't believe that. There Listen, you go. LeBron, LeBron can build his brand in Alaska. Thank LeBron you. LeBron can build his brand. But LeBron that's what I'm saying. Super Rock. LeBron can but that's build what I'm his saying. brand in New Orleans. LeBron can build his brand anywhere. But, but as a can general build his manager. In hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold, hold on. Super Rock. One, he was a bad head coach, okay? He was not a great general manager, not a great team president. He got out of there. Cool. I like Magic Ready? Johnson. I like Magic Johnson. He's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. He's a great personality. He's a good businessman as well. But when it comes to all the other things, when it comes to building a basketball team, you would just be as frustrated with him as Laker fans were if he were to come to Detroit.
0: No, no, I disagree because he's the reason why. He built that blueprint over there. He's the reason oh. why the Lakers are where they're at. And you, I'm going to prove to you, when he goes to the Pistons, I'm going okay. to tell you I told you so. And also, Call me up and Blue tell, tell me you told me so. Also, okay. look, look for four pointers in okay. the NBA. I right. said it first. Four pointers. All right. Should I, I got. I got to run.
1: Super Rod got to run. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. We're not. We're definitely not getting to the Belichick thing. You don't want to do that. W- one. No to Magic going to the Pistons. No. I, why would he want that headache again? He had the perfect situation. He's a part of the Bus family. He's basically a member of the family. He had the perfect situation there, and he got out of it. You want to go to Detroit? where you haven't been since, what, 1979? And you're going to save that franchise? No. The other thing about it, listen, I've been through this many times with the Cleveland Browns, and there have been people who said they should have changed the name and they should have changed the whole thing when they came back in 99. And I went, why? You went to court with the NFL and with Art Modell to keep the name and the colors and the history and the whole thing. It's not your fault or the name and the colors or the history or anything. It's not any of their fault. Why the Browns have been a bad organization for 20 years. It's not the Lions. It's not the logo. It's not the fans. It's not the colors. It's not anything. Because the Lions are bad. If you change it tomorrow, if you change that out, it's not going to make them any better. You still have the same terrible suck-ass players in the same uniform that you had before. It's the same thing. If you changed anybody out, if you took the – if you took the Kansas City Chiefs and you put them in Lions uniforms, you wouldn't be bitching because they have the same good players and the same good organization by any uniform, by any uniform. You're just blaming an aesthetic because you've ran out of things to blame because you've got tired of blaming general managers because you got – and all and, oh, this is rightfully so, by the way. You got tired of having to yell at general managers. You got tired of having to yell at head coaches. You got tired of ha- having to yell at the owners. You got ty- and I don't want to say anything bad about Martha Ford, even though I know that she's just given up her ownership to a member of the family. She's a 90-something-year-old woman, and I don't want to say anything bad about 90-something-year-old people. But you got tired of yelling at the owners and the general manager and the head coach and the quarterback and the whole thing, so you go, well, I've gotten tired of yelling at all this stuff, and I ran out of things to yell about, so let's yell about the colors and everything. That's what terrible, suck-ass organizations do or fans of terrible organizations have to do. But I'm telling you, if you changed out those colors and changed out everything else, You're not going to get any different a result. You still got Matt Patricia as your head coach. And I'm more disappointed than anything because I thought he would have been great. Dealer's Choice, I'm taking Gary in Jacksonville. you got to go quick, but you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go.
4: Happy fourth. What about one thing quick? What about uh, Woody Guthrie's? This land is your land. Come on, that's a classic.
1: All right, throw that in there. You go right on ahead, Gary. I'm in on that. Is that it? All right, he's gone. Eric in Georgia, you got like 20 seconds. Go. Hey, Joey Chestnut. He's an extreme sport person, just like ultramarathoners. I think hot dog
3: eating is a sport. Oh,
1: God. Well, congratulations. How you put – thank you for the call, Eric – how you put ultramarathoning and eating 75 hot dogs in a sitting in the same sentence, I salute you. You're able to do a, a form of mental gymnastics that you should get – a gold medal for standing there and smashing hot dogs in front of an entire audience. 75 of them is not an athletic feat. It's a freak show. I know one when I see it. Folks, it's not, it's, it's, it's not just a coincidence. You have a guy in a straw hat holding a microphone, yelling next to him. He's a carnival barker. It's a big carnival. It's a big freak show. That's what it is. Congratulations to him again. Again, He'll be remembered, but when I look in the pantheon of great things you could do, I'd rather be forgotten. I would rather not my great-great-grandchildren have to explain that their grandfather, Ken, polished off 75 hot dogs and won a gold mustard yellow belt for it one time. Or even worse, was one of the guys on the stage with him who just lost. Again, what did your great-great-grandfather do? Well, my great-great-grandfather flew two tours over Afghanistan. What did your great-great-grandfather do? He ate his ass off in front of a bunch of people who wanted to see a freak show. Mmm, congratulations. I'd rather be forgotten. But you know what? He's the one with the millions of dollars, and I'm just the guy talking about him on the radio. So who really wins? Big thanks to everybody who listened. Big thanks to everybody who helped out. Hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful 4th of July. Pony's next. Take care, everybody.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.